You run a kid activity center, a gymnastics, ninja, urban, or cheer gym. Maybe it's a dance studio, swim school, martial arts dojo, or perhaps an educational preschool. You recognize you need some help growing your brand. You're wearing too many hats. It's time to make some changes. Let me help you increase student enrollments and retention while decreasing attrition. My name is Luke Stokes. Welcome to the Student River Podcast. Welcome back to the Student River Podcast. I am your host, Luke Stokes. Thanks for joining us today on this part three of branding. We're going to talk, be talking about unifying your voice today. And what that means is making sure that your staff, that all your emails, that all your phone calls, that all your customer interactions all have the same energy, the same smile, the same tone, the same outcome, but not being robotic, okay? So that's what we're going to be talking about today is, is codifying your voice, unifying, creating a process around what your voice is and how you are going to respond to people so that everybody is carrying the same torch. Now, before we do that, uh, I want to cover uh, just real briefly what has gotten us to this point. This is part three, and if you haven't uh, if you haven't watched part one and two or listened to part one and two, like this is going to be completely out of context. Don't um, don't take the time to go through this part, part three, if you haven't gone through part one and two. It's, it's going to, you got to have part one and part two in place before you do part three. Uh, otherwise, it's not going to ha- carry the same weight. Uh, so make sure that you listen to those, okay? In part one, what we did is we talked about vision, mission, and values. We talked about vision. We believe this. What do you believe about the universe? What do you believe to be true in your company's position in it? Your mission is because you believe it, therefore we must do this. What are you going to go and do? What's your objective? What's your three to five year goal, the mission that you're going to go out and accomplish uh, because of what you believe? And then values. Because of both of those things, this is how we're going to behave. And what are those things that we embody uh, as a culture and as a company uh, that backs up and supports the vision and the mission? So that was part one. We broke it down. We made it simple. We created some formulas on how to solve some of these things and how to answer them. So if you haven't done that yet, go back and listen to that. In part two, we talked about authority. We talked about how do you create authority? And, and, and if you want to create a brand, um, you got to have um, three things. You got to have calling, culture, and communication. And branding isn't just a logo or a style guide or something that, you know, is very a, a nice website or something like that. You got to have uh, authority. You got to have uh, a reason to exist. You got to have a, a, a unique perspective. Uh, and then you also got to have an emotional connection, which we're going to talk a little bit about today. That's combined with authority and values. That one kind of is a common thread all the way through it. And then you have to have uh, a fictional character, which what, that's what we're actually going to break down today. But part two, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Part two was creating authority. And there are five factors in creating authority. I'm not going to break those all down here. And I outline each one and how you can go about creating a process and a personality around each one of those uh, authority amplifiers. Um, But if you do one of those exceptionally well, sometimes that can be enough. And if you're in a small community and you don't have a lot of competition, that may be all you need to do. 
but for those of us that have plenty of competition and lots of locations and we're in a big area, there is going to be more that's required to develop that authority and to be that go-to person in the community that people are wanting to bring their kids to. So you do one, you might be able to get away with it if you're in a small community. Do two, and you're going to uh, dominate less competitive markets. Uh, do three, and category domination is imminent. You will control it. Do four, and you'll start a movement. Do five, and you'll own the world. And and very few organizations actually do all five. The few that you do see uh, have all five, or actually some of the major religions in the world actually uh, uh, have all five kind of baked into it. So that was what part two was, was uh, developing authority and how you do that and what are those factors and creating a process around it. Today, though, today we're going to be talking about unifying your voice. And as I have been with the other previous episodes, working off notes today. So I'm going to be looking at them quite a bit because this is something that doesn't flow out quite as simply. I don't use this on a day-to-day basis. So we're going to be talking about unifying your voice and creating a formula so that everyone on your team is carrying the same torch. What's that mean? It means that when your phone gets answered, everybody answers it with the same amount of energy, right? You're not going to get someone that's going to answer it and say, hey, XYZ company, and someone that's going to answer it and say, hey, XYZ company. Everybody has the same voice, the same energy, the same personality, not robotic, but carries the same torch for the company, okay? Uh, You respond to email with the same authenticity, right? The same level of empathy when you're handling an angry parent, right? So that regardless of who it is that's handling those, and some are going to fit better in different roles. I'm not talking about that. Some are going to carry better energy and a higher level of authenticity and more empathy. And that's up to you to staff appropriately in those different conditions. But the point here is that we approach the same situations with the same level of personality as if the same person, the same character was doing it regardless of the person that's actually uh, going through and doing that action. So we're going to talk about personifying your brand. We're going to talk about creating a character or fictional character around the voice and the attitude of your company. Um, The reason is, is that over time, Uh, And with scale, like the more people that you add over time and the more people that you add, your voice is going to degrade. Uh, It's going to get diluted. Uh, As you can imagine, as you add more people to the mix, if, if you aren't super clear on how we talk and how we communicate and the voice that we use and the energy that we bring and the empathy that we have, it's going to be hard to staff to it, but it's going to be hard to have that carry forward, right? It's going to be hard to move that, um, have that permeate all facets of the business. Brands must abandon their face of the founders if they want to scale. You can't rely just on the founder if you want to scale. But, But a faceless brand is boring and inhuman. It lacks soul. And soul is a bit of a curious word as it relates to uh, corporate environments. Um, it's not used all that often, but it's it's where the company itself almost has a heartbeat, almost has its own Twitter account, you know, if I, if, if I may do that. It has its, 
its own resonance. And I was privy to this uh, in surf culture. Um, I have surfing in my background and I have skiing in my background and both have a very core soul approach to the way they do business, to the way that they approach uh, people and the activities. And each one's different. Each company's different. The soul's different. The, their approach is different. Their personality is different. But if you're boring and human and inhuman, you're, you lack a little bit of depth as a company. And so you got to be careful. There's a balance here that, that really has to take place. Uh, for brands to matter, it has to move uh, beyond its founder. But if it moves too far, meaning if it moves too far away from, uh, from that, it can, it can, let's see, what am I trying to say here? It, it's a balancing act between letting go and maintaining identity. Okay, if you hold too tight uh, to identity, uh, you end up creating a culture that is guru-based, right? That is all about um, the certifications, the Olympic results, the whatever it might be of the founder. And so it's going to be a balancing act between maintaining that as part of our culture and our history and our personality, that confidence that we carry ourselves with as a, you know, Olympic gold medalist, right? Or whatever it might be. And balancing that with removing that so that everybody can have a role and everybody can participate and still maintaining the soul that exists there. People don't just want a story. They want a compelling character character. Let me say that again. People don't just want a story. They want a compelling character. Therefore, you must personify your brand. What do I mean? Have you ever watched a movie? You ever watched a movie and said, oh my gosh, it had so much potential. Excuse me as I take a drink here. A little dry. Man, that movie had so much potential. The story had so much potential, but it just lacked a little depth. Uh, maybe it lacked a little character development. It lacked a little, you know, maybe it was bad directing or bad acting or whatever it is. But we've all seen those movies where the story had potential, but the characters weren't just quite right. And it didn't connect, right? And so if you don't create this environment, this personality, this persona, around your brand and who you guys are, it's going to lack a little depth. It's going to feel soulless. It's going to feel like a cold corporate environment. So you either got cold corporate environment or you've got guru-based like idealism around just an individual. And it's finding the balance. Those are the extremes and it's finding the balance between those two. So we're going we're gonna to talk about that here. Hollywood uses a process similar to this um, as they develop characters for the screen. Uh, and we're going to call this building a character diamond. But essentially what it is, is it's a process of developing a multidimensional character. You've heard of a one-dimensional character? We want to build a multidimensional character, a character that's interesting, a personality and a voice and an environment and a culture that's interesting, that's compelling, that is warm and, and attractive and charismatic. And we can only do that by having yin and yang, by being 
you know, both outgoing and humble by being, you know, there's, there's multiple sides to this. And so we want to develop a multidimensional character as we, uh, as we plan on finding our voice with all of this. So I'm going to outline four steps and, uh, this is called a character diamond. So picture this as a diamond. You got four points of the diamond and each one represents a different character piece to uh, or different trait a different character trait to this character that we're going to build and i'm going to break down each one and then i'm going to relate it to an on-screen character so you can kind of see how the pieces fit together here all right so the top of our character diamond this is our primary character trait this is our north star this is what is something that you do that is extraordinary this is your superpower, okay? It's the thing that makes you uniquely you. To uncover it, ask yourself what other people admire about you. This isn't something that you've accomplished. It's something that you innately do, okay? So, and when I say this, there, there's I'm going to outline kind of what the, uh, what the character diamond looks like. And then I'm also going to talk about like, how are we patterning this? Meaning, you know, I, I implied there with this with this primary character trait, the North Star, that it's it what makes you uniquely you. Now, I don't necessarily mean you, the listener, you, although that could be the case. It could be you, the royal you, as in your current environment, your current, uh, you know, corporation, the current culture, your current company. Okay, so it, it could be what makes you uniquely you personally, because usually a lot of this comes from the founder, the CEO, the leadership team as they try and develop what this voice is going to be. So it's not necessarily totally, you know, um, mutually exclusive, but um, it, it, it it can take a number of forms. So don't take everything too literal here. So if we look at the primary character trait, what is it that makes you uniquely you? What is your superpower that you bring to your company? What is the superpower that you bring to your community? Okay. I'm going to relate this to uh, the loved character Forrest Gump because he was a very multidimensional character. And you're going to see how all of these pieces fit together. So Forrest Gump's primary character trait, his North Star was simplicity. Everything was very basic. It was very straightforward. It was very simple. There was not comp- There was no complication to it. And you knew what you were going to get. It was simple. Okay. Not in a negative term, in a very intentional, on purpose kind of way. Now, with Forrest Gump, and we'll talk about this as we go, I don't know if it was an on purpose kind of way for him, but it was from the character development side, right? Because we're talking about this from the character development side, not from the character itself. Okay. So it was, he was a very simple minded character. All right, so that's the first one. North Star, what's your superpower? Second one, it's the counter star. Okay, so you have the North Star. This is the counter star. So this is the weakness, right? If there's no conflict in life, usually there's no interest. So this is the kryptonite to the Superman, okay? This is the one thing that always takes you down and gets in your way of achieving success, okay? Again, and not just you, maybe it's you, but this could be the royal you as well. The one thing that takes you down and gets you in way of you achieving achieving success. 
usually this is going to be the opposite side of the spectrum, okay? So this is two sides to the same coin, typically. Not always, typically. So in Forrest Gump, the North Star was simplicity. The counter star, the secondary trait for Forrest Gump was that he lacks depth and vulnerability, right? There's not, there's not a lot of meat there, right? What you see is what you get. He's very simple, and that was definitely his guiding light. But the downside of that, the, the North Star, the counter to that, is that he lacks a little depth, lacks a little vulnerability, didn't have the ability to really, uh, you know, connect well. And so that is the counter star to the, to the North Star. So what is the weakness? What is the kryptonite? What's the one thing that always takes you down and gets in the way of you achieving your success? Okay, so we talked about the North Star. We talked about the South Star or the counter star. Okay, the next thing is your non-negotiable. This is the hill that you're prepared to die on. This is the one thing that no matter what, you don't give it up, okay? What gives you the fortitude to push on? When the going gets tough, what is it that allows you to dig deep? What is it that allows you, what are you drawing on? What are you pointing to? What are you holding on to that allows you to plant your flag and move forward, okay? What gives you that fortitude to move on? It's what you stand for no matter what. No matter what happens, this is what you stand for. It's your non-negotiable. This is the hill you're prepared to die on. Okay, so for Forrest Gump, it's love, right? He loved Jenny to a fault. It was the hill he was prepared to die on. He chased Jenny everywhere. Now, she didn't reciprocate, and so it was what he was committed to was love, okay? So, can you see how you've got different aspects to this character evolution? We have simplicity. We have lack of depth and vulnerability. We have love, okay? We're starting to see this multidimensional personality that's coming together. And as you start to put this together for, uh, for your company, it, give it a little bit of energy. Give it a little bit of thought. What is, what's my North Star? What's the thing that, what's my superpower? What's my kryptonite? right? What's, what's this non-negotiable? What's this hill I'm prepared to die on? Okay. And then the fourth side of this, the, 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 the last point in your character diamond is your quirk mask or flaw. This is your not so secret sin, or this is what makes you human. Okay. This is the piece that prevents you from being the best version of yourself. It doesn't allow you to show up the way you ultimately could. How, how do you, how do we cover up our insecurities? What's that mask that we wear, that quirk that we have, the flaw, okay? Different than weaknesses. This is, this is more intrinsic, right? Think about those who know you, but, but not really well. What is their biggest misconception about you? Okay, can you, it's, it's what they see on the surface, right? It's, it's maybe not the true truth because you're bringing this in. It's the mask that you're wearing. It's the quirk to your personality. But it's part of this equation, okay? For Forrest Gump, he was slow, right? He was slow. Every word was super intentional. My mama said, right? 
And so every uh, everything was a little dumbed down. It was his quirk. He was just a little slow, okay? So you've got four points to a diamond here, right? And you need all four points to have this full, rich voice that you're going to carry forward. And let's just say that for some reason you identify with Forrest Gump, okay? And your company identifies with Forrest Gump. What this is going to allow you to do is it allows you to put a put a face, put something that's tangible uh, in front of uh, those that you're trying to communicate how it is that you speak, how it is that you guys behave, how it is that you handle um, angry customers and emails and phone calls and right. Because you can say, listen, we handle this in a very Forrest Gump type way. We're very simple. We we follow through everything with love. We may be a little slow. Sometimes we lack a little vulnerability. But this is what this is what we do. This is who we are. Okay. And so um, create this this multi-dimensional character um, because it'll allow you to really communicate, right? Because we talked about calling, culture, and communication. Calling is your vision. Culture is what you're creating within your walls. And communication not only facilitates what you're creating within your walls, but what you're trying to create in your community. Communication goes both directions. So you have to be able to communicate your culture to, um, to your staff, to those that are inside your walls. And so to do that, you have to be able to relate that to, to what it is you're trying to, to create. And if you do that, to, if you want to commu- communicate all this to your community, you got you to gotta have that same voice by everybody. Okay. And so it, it allows you to kind of create this personification of how we're going to behave as a brand. And, and be careful not to only do the positives, right? It's really easy to be like, we're enthusiastic and we have love but we don't have any we don't have any warts right we don't have any we we have our dark sides but we just don't want to show them to anybody we don't want them to see that side and the problem is is that it lacks relatability it lacks um, the ability for people to really create loyalty because there's no soul to it there's no Gosh, are you guys really that good? There's a, there's a hard, I feel like you're faking it. Like, I want to believe you. You guys are always so positive around here. You guys ever have a bad day? Like there's, there's an element of like, man, those guys are not like me. And you want, you want your community to be like, man, those guys are just like me. They're, they're lovable and they're full of empathy and they're full of positivity and they're human and they make mistakes and so do I. That's where we really fall in love with characters. It's where we really fall in love with brands. Not because they're perfect, because they're human. Because they connect with us. They pull on us emotionally. All right? So how are we going to discover what these are? How are we gonna put these pieces together? You know what the pieces are. How are we gonna actually do this? So the first step is um, choose the person that most exemplifies the brand values and traits, 
Okay. That's usually going to be a, a founder or a CEO, some sort of leader within the organization. Okay. Sometimes it's a collection of people, you know, the founding team, you know, it doesn't have to be just a person. It can be a, it can be like, I like this person over here and I like this person over there. Um, and, um, so I'm going to go down a rabbit trail here. Cause that just triggered something in my mind that I didn't make a note of here. Like this person over there. And I like this person over here. Sometimes as we're developing this character, um, you're going to have two characters that you, there's not just one character that makes it work. Right. Sometimes you can be like, well, I love Forrest Gump's simplicity, but I don't love how slow he is. Okay. So maybe you have Forrest Gump combined with, Russell Wilson, <laughs> you know, the quarterback from the Seattle Seahawks, right? Whatever it might be, you can have a mashup of personalities where, where you're taking pieces from one and pieces from another, and it kind of makes this perfect character. So you don't have to say that this character is, you know, you don't have to find the perfect character to fit all of these pieces. You can have kind of a mashup like, okay, we take the positivity from this character, the vulnerability from that character, the authenticity from this character, right? You can have a mashup of characters that creates the culture, the environment, the voice that you guys want to have. Again, we're creating a formula around this, a process around this. How do we codify the voice in our company? Okay. So step one, who, who are those people in your organization that we're going to kind of look at as those people that we want to duplicate. Step two, what are theirs, yours, whoever it is, favorite books, favorite movies, TV shows, sports figures? Um, what is it with it about those people, right? You're gonna, you're going to list out all of these, um, different, um, things that you enjoy. Okay. I, I just, I just listed them. You got books, movies, TV shows, sports figures. What is it that makes you drawn to them, right? You're going to list your favorite characters in them. Okay. List out your favorite characters and then note the appealing traits in it. Oh, I love this guy's confidence. Chances are whether it's a sports figure or whether it's a movie star or, or a character within uh, you know, a movie that you feel like you really connect with, they're a lot like you. There's something about them that you see yourself in them. And so there's going to be uh, a reason why you like that movie or a reason why you like that character or that book. Like there's some sort of connection in there. So you're going to list out your favorite characters from these books and movies and TV shows. Note the appealing traits that you find in there. And then you're going to group the traits based on themes. And you're going to come up with kind of what these traits are. How, how do we define the character that we are going to have, okay? So that's, that's how you create consensus. That's how you create everybody understanding how we behave around here. Because it's not just like, hey, you know, as we look at our values, it's not just like, hey, we have integrity, right? Or, hey, we believe that, um, you know, execution trumps, you know, everything, whatever that might be, right? It's not just those values because that means something to somebody else could, that could be different than, than yourself. And so what you want to do is you want to then create the nuance around those things. How is that actually interpreted? 
how would this character interpret it? How, is, how do we speak to this, speak about this, speak to our community? We're going to create a voice based on the community. We're going to create a voice. We're going to codify it. We're going to create a process around the voice of our company. Okay. This is important because you want to scale with soul. You don't want to be, I could name a, a half a dozen companies out there that don't have soul. They're just cold corporations that don't have any, that doesn't mean they're not huge, right? And often the bigger they are, the colder that they are, but you can scale with soul. If you guys do this intentionally, you can scale with, this is, this is one of the reasons why Apple over the last two decades has dominated the personal electronic space because there's soul to it. They embody the voice of not just Steve Jobs, but what it is that they're there. I mean, theirs was was surrounding, you know, their founder, but that was carried to every aspect of uh, of what it is that they did. OK, so um, you can scale with soul if you do this. It allows you to stand out. It allows you to create loyalty. This is the last thing I'll say on it, and then we'll uh, then we'll we'll turn it off for now. And that is, your customers won't trust you until they know who you are, warts and all. What are we going to do to create a brand? We got to have a calling, right? We got to have a unique perspective. We got to have emotion, okay? We're emotional connection. We got to create authority, and we got to have a fictional character. We got to have uh, a, a voice that brings all of this to the forefront, that communicates it effectively. Calling, culture, and communication. You do these things, and you will create a brand that people will love, that they'll fall in love with, that they will follow forever. You'll have super fans and a loyal following that will last for generations. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully you found this three-part series on developing a brand helpful. If you have any questions, comments, anything that you'd like for the clarity on, feel free to comment. We'll jump in there and answer and dialogue and get you pointed in the right direction. I appreciate you for listening today. Thanks and have a great one. 